Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss, to just living better and with more energy, or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts, and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella, and today we're continuing our women's body literacy series, a little mini series that we're doing right now. And I want to introduce a special guest today, Mary Ellen Reeder. Mary Ellen, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so pleased for you to be here. We're going to talk about something that more people need to be talking about because we aren't talking about it and it's plaguing a lot of women, Mary Ellen. But first, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My name is Mary Ellen Reeder, and I am the Director of Sales Development with Yarlap, which is um, a women's pelvic floor muscle re-education device. I've never heard that series of words in my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) I basically talk to women about their pelvic floor muscles and why women leak. So if you know somebody who laughs, sneezes, coughs, um, or runs and then they leak a little bit, so they pee a little bit. We actually help treat that. That's what the Yard Lab does. So I help bring awareness to opening up a conversation about uh, the pelvic floor muscles and incontinence and then a way to fix that. Okay, so re-educating the muscles of a woman's pelvic floor. I mean, that's not something everybody can put on their bio in LinkedIn, Mary Ellen. No, it's not. And I'm very proud to say that. <laughs> what brought you to this space? Uh, well, my dad actually designed the Yar Lab. He was on the team to help design um, a perineal re-education, so a pelvic floor uh, re-education device in France and Britain, Scandinavia and Germany in their healthcare systems for women who just had babies. They give a device um, to women to help re-educate their muscles. So the Yarlap is um, the sister device to that for women in the United States. And I never realized how many women had this problem until uh, my dad came up to me and he and I are like best friends. So we have very candid, open conversations and he wanted to know if I would feel comfortable talking to women about this. And I realized talking to my friends that their mothers, their sisters, even some of my friends that were my own age who were like 25, 26, mm-hmm. all had this issue of like when they laughed, they peed a little. And I didn't know the prevalence of it until I looked further into it. And it's like one in every three women have this problem. Oh my gosh. And yet, yeah. And yet like nobody wants to talk about it because they're afraid that they're going to be made fun of. And it's just, it's a little heartbreaking, but um, it kind of makes my job a lot more satisfying when I can help help women not have this embarrassing issue. Well, and you've mentioned the Yarlap a couple of times. We'll tell everybody what that is. Spoiler alert, it's an at-home device to help you treat this type of incontinence and, like Mary Ellen said, to help re-educate the muscles of a woman's pelvic floor. See, I'm a pro now, Mary Ellen. It's just rolling off the tongue. Yeah, you got this. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that. But first, I want to talk about the issue because, first of all, that statistic blows me away. And I have a question for you. Is that largely postpartum or does this plague women, you know, whether they've had children or not? That's a great question. Um, It actually plagues women all over. So it's one in three women in the United States. um, And that could be heavily distorted because a lot of women don't actually tell their doctors or physicians that they have this issue because it's 
it's like we just said, it's super embarrassing, right? But anywhere between 10 to 17% of those women are actually young adult before babies, before anything. They're just really active. They're like, you know, the gymnasts um, or they're active runners or collegiate athletes, something like that, where it's this repetitive motion when you're doing fitness that kind of wears down and weakens the pelvic muscle. And then this kind of happens as a result. Okay. So I had no idea this was this common. I thought it happened to women who had like multiple babies. Do you know what I mean, Mary Ellen? Yeah. No, I literally thought um, up until I started working with Yarlap that this was something that only happened to grandmothers because I would see like the diaper commercials and stuff. And then, you know, once you, you look into it, it's so well hidden, (laughs) but it needs to be talked about because so many women have it. And, you know, the nice thing though, is that when you get women to open up to you, you realize that they don't really know what's going on. They want to know what's going on. That's the great thing about women is that we kind of always want to find the root of the cause, right? Yeah. True story. And so uh, when, when you get to bring awareness to what the pelvic floor is and how, you know, fitness or your lifestyle has um, an effect on it and that it's actually not something that you need to live with for the rest of your life, it's fantastic. Well, I'll tell you how I knew this was an issue is I had a birthday party for my son at one of those trampoline parks. <laughs> Yeah, I know where that's going. <laughs> and I'm out there and I'm like, come on, guys, come on, trying to get my my mom pals out there. And they are looking at me like I am out of my mind. So so then I was then I got schooled on how this is an issue and how they thought I was insane. And literally nobody would jump on a trampoline with me. So there may be other reasons. And part of it's just because I'm shockingly immature and they're full grown adults. I don't know. But let's talk about this. What is it? What is this type of incontinence? And why does it happen? And let's start I, I'm sure it makes intuitive sense to me that you could have this condition at, you know, after having a baby, but can you talk to us in general terms about what it actually is? Because you're saying frequent exercisers suffer from this, um, that you don't have to fall into any special category, that it's just a very generally broad issue. What is it? Yeah. So urinary incontinence is the involuntary leakage of urine. So that's like the fancy talk of if you pee and you can't hold it. Uh-huh. And there's three different types, well, three common types. Uh, one is stress incontinence, which is what you just talked about, which is when you laugh, sneeze, or cough, and you leak yourself, right? And the other type is urge, which is you have a tingling sensation, and then you pee yourself. And then you have mixed, which is both stress and urge together. Now, what causes that is the weakening um, of your pelvic floor muscles. So if you think of your pelvic floor muscles like a hammock, kind of, down at your pelvis, you have your organs like your bladder, your uterus, and then your visceral organs laying on top of it, right? It's kind of like a Jenga. So if you think of like a Jenga on top of a hammock, this is what it is, right? And when your pelvic floor muscle weakens due to repetitive motion, like squats and fitness or something, right? Or you have a baby for nine months. It is very hard on your pelvic floor muscles and they need to be toned and kept toned. And that's very hard when they're very hard to isolate. So when they weaken, your hammock starts to sag and then your Jenga starts to crumble. Oh my goodness. Right? So then everything starts to stack on top of each other and your poor little bladder is at the bottom of that huddle and it's the base part. So when you laugh... Um, your muscles start to put pressure on it, 
your organs start to put pressure onto that muscle and then your bladder gets squeezed a little bit and you pee. And when your muscles weaken or they atrophy, the nerves around it start to spasm. So it squeezes and you pee yourself. Mm. And it's just a little bit? It can be anywhere from like a little bit to like completely emptying your bladder. Oh so my you have, gosh. you know, mild to severe. So it just depends. It's like a huge spectrum, right? And then there's different types of it. So it's very common. And most women just think of it as just you pee yourself and then that's it. But it's just, it's so much more than that. And it all stems from like how healthy your pelvic floor muscle is. Okay. So why do women who work out tend to get it? Because it's that, it's that motion of wearing down on your pelvic floor muscles. So you're constantly using them. You're constantly um, repetitive motions on it. And it kind of weakens like any other part of your muscle would. Like if any part of your body that you work out, if you were, if you overwork it, it starts to weaken, right? So it's the same, it's the same idea. Are there certain types of exercises that exacerbate that if it's already a condition that you're prone to, Mary Ellen? I don't think it's a certain type of exercise, but like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a horseback rider, that repetitive motion of bouncing on your horse, that's very difficult on your pelvic floor muscle. And also when you land, when you're jumping, like for basketball players or for gymnasts, when you are bouncing and you hit that hard, that hard floor, um, that also is a huge, that's a lot of pressure on your body. That's a lot of pressure on your pelvic floor. Let's go back to your uh, trampoline house, right? Yeah. When you bounce up and down, hitting that ground, hitting the hitting the trampoline, and then bouncing back up, that's a lot of movement and pressure on your pelvic floor muscles. Are runners more prone to this, would you say, than non-runners? Yeah. So um, I don't know how many of us stalk the runner's world. You know, you see these articles all the time of like how you can stop peeing while you're running. It's very prevalent in the running in the running world. Well, I have to tell you, just true confessions, the feminist in me is really feels very belligerent about this issue because back in the day, and I don't mean that far back in the day, Mary Ellen, like in the 70s, men would physically stop women from competing in road races and be like, your uterus is going to fall out. And they would like, there are photographs of them grabbing women off of the Boston Marathon course and like yanking them off the course. And it makes me insane. And then you're telling me that, okay, their uterus isn't going to fall out, but like there is a little vein of truth running through this conversation, right? Or through that conversation, I should say, where it actually, all that pounding is not without consequence to some degree. But the feminist in me, and by the way, I'm very, very lucky, I guess, that I don't have this issue right now. But like, I'm like resisting this. (laughs) I feel belligerent about it. Do you ever come up against... um, hard-headed people like me, Mary Ellen? I mean, we come up against hard-headed people, but I don't think that you're in, you're one of them by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination. Um, no, I mean, I think that it's, it's sad to me when um, women feel like they're alone and they're isolated when they have this yeah. issue. When it comes to, you know, um, our physical appearance, right? You know, you got like beauty gurus out the wazoo. But then when it comes to anything below the belt, it's all of a sudden hush, hush. I don't really understand why we aren't openly talking about pelvic floor or health because it's so important. And incontinence is not just a female issue. Men have it as well. And men runners 
have it very, very frequently. Yeah, that was my next question. And certainly we have men listening to the show, probably, probably not Here's still. Here's looking at you, dude. <laughs> probably not right now. <laughs> but I was going to ask you, do men also suffer from this? And you have you have just said yes. But do, I mean, don't they have the Jenga and the hammock? Yeah, so everybody has a Jenga and a hammock. I think that that should be our new, That's I think happening. the CDC should ask us for help on PR. I think everybody should call this the hammock and the Jenga. Listen, yeah, I'll, I'll get the t-shirts made. You reserve the hashtag. <laughs> okay, we'll do. But but yeah, men and women both suffer from incontinence at, at a at a high rate, uh, women way more so than men. But I think it's because when studies have shown it's because, well, we, we do a lot more with our pelvic floor muscles. We, we have a wider a stance and our bodies are, you know, built for that wider stance. Thank you. Uh, childbirth again, having a baby lay on it for nine months, um, the repetitive motion of running exercise and a lot more other things, you know, hormone changes also tend to weaken muscles as well, which is why I think a lot of women think that it is uh, something that their grandmas only get, which is, which is very false. And I would like to say, please don't think that this is a grandma issue. It's really, it's very much not so. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to talk about it, quite frankly, is just because I think it's so important to drag this stuff into the light. So people are dealing with this and they think it's just them. And of course, they don't want to really necessarily ask around about it unless I invite them to a birthday party. And, you know, in all seriousness, it's like, well, what do I do? Does that mean I have to wear a diaper? Like, what does that mean? And you're here to say no. That's not all that you are left to. But let me ask you a question first before we get into some of the resolution. What do the pelvic floor muscles actually do? And you've touched on this, but like, can you paint that picture for me a little bit? Yeah. So the pelvic floor muscles are incredibly important. They basically keep the organs in line. So you have your bladder and your uterus um, and your visceral organs laying all on top of it. And it keeps those muscles or it keeps those organs in place. It also helps with uh, structural load when it comes to your body and, and, and pressure distribution as well. So um, when you have incontinence, there are there's studies that show that before you get uh, incontinence, you'll have back and knee pain, uh, lower back and knee pain. And it's because while your pelvic floor muscle gives out, there's a bunch of pressure and your back starts to try to come in and take that pressure off right? So it starts to wear out and then it gives away. So what happens to that pressure where it goes down to your knees and then your knees aren't supposed to be handling that pressure either. And then you have the bladder leak. So it's kind of like a, like a Gothic arch, right? So once the bearings go, everything else kind of goes. Can we talk about prevention? What tips do you have for people to avoid this for as long as possible? Kegels. Kegels, kegels, kegels. Kegels. Do them always. Tell people what they are because some people will not know about the infamous kegel exercise. So your kegel uh, exercise is a pelvic floor muscle toning and strengthening exercise to prevent things like incontinence. So what you do is most women think that you squeeze your your butt and everything else down there and then you relax. That's very hard to do and it's very hard to isolate your muscles. And the kegels are supposed to be an in and up feeling, not just an in. If it's an in, you're probably just clenching your butt and you're not doing it correctly. It should be an in and up feeling. I'm going to find a good video and post it in the show notes. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. You're very welcome. (laughs) I'm sure they exist and I'm sure me searching kegel exercises in YouTube probably won't scar me for life. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I mean, there. I mean, you, we can't obviously show you how they're, they're done. I think that YouTube would take us off for explicit uh, <laughs> content. But there are studies that show that 50% of women who try to do them can't do them properly once they get home because it's just really hard to do those muscles and to know if you're doing them correctly. But to do the kegels is a is a huge way to prevent incontinence. Okay, well, I'll share how to do that in all seriousness. And that way, anybody who might suffer from this will be able to, I imagine, tighten up the pelvic floor muscles a little bit or strengthen them, I suppose. I want to use the correct language here, Mary Ellen. Yeah, strengthening and strengthening and relaxing and toning. Okay. All right. Very good. And then your your dad invented the Yarlap. Can you tell people what that is? Because th- this is something that you can actually use at home. Yeah. So the Yarlap is a FDA cleared, uh, clinically proven device to treat incontinence for you at home. So what it does is it does the Kegel exercises and other pelvic floor muscle exercises for you. Because what it does is it sends a similar uh, electrical signal that your brain does, but instead of having that signal lost um, between brain and muscle, it just directly gives it to the muscle. So you get a pelvic floor workout done perfectly every single time. Okay, Mary Ellen, I'm trying to paint a picture for people who are wondering sort of what this experience is like. So can you actually just tell us brass tacks? Like, what does it feel like? Is it uncomfortable? Can you paint a picture for us? Yeah, absolutely. I will go full Picasso now. So um, it's incredibly comfortable. We have a lot of women who actually like to use it right before bed because it's very relaxing, um, which is which is hard to believe if you've never used one. It's actually very small. So the uh, part that goes inside is actually about the size of a tube of lipstick. And you can clip the control part onto your belt. And we have women who use it when they're cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, sitting down and reading. I personally use it when I'm about to watch New Girl and you only have to use it for 20 minutes a day. So by the time I'm done with an episode, I'm done for the day. <laughs> I love so, your I love your strategy okay. of pairing. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. There's a little bit of insight into my life. But um, it's incredibly comfortable. It's It feels like how a muscle exercise should feel. So when you do that up feeling, that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel hard. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel overdone. It's just like a comfortable, just a comfortable movement. Um, it's kind of like that, a nice solid handshake, but it's, it's done in your lady parts. Well, that's a, that's a visual. <laughs> We're going to go full Picasso on this one. (laughs) Well, it actually is more discreet than I expected. So, of course, I went on your site and I looked at it and it's actually quite small. Um, But it's more discreet than I thought. So people who, here's the deal. People who suffer from this problem want a fairly discreet way of taking care of business. And I did not know this existed. And quite frankly, I just wanted to share it with everybody. But what's really, really cool about Mary Ellen and about her company is they're giving anyone who needs this, they're giving a $25 off promo just for Ella listeners. Is that right, Mary Ellen? Yes, we got you. That's awesome. So so I I think it's really important that I tell people when a show is being sponsored and when it's not. This is not a commercial. Your lab is not sponsoring the show. I just wanted to bring them to your attention because, first of all, I really dig what Mary Ellen is doing with her company. And because I didn't know that this solution existed. And because Yarlap is willing to give us, just Ella listeners, $25 off this product, which retails for $2.99. Am I getting all of that right, Mary Ellen? 
That is correct. Yep. All of the listeners get, um, when you type in Ella at checkout, um, you get $25 off. That is outstanding. So you guys, to answer your question, because I have a lot of listeners outside of the US, Mary Ellen, and this can be ordered directly from yarlap.com. It's also available on Amazon, but the coupon code Ella works at yarlap.com and will do for the next six weeks. So from the date of release for the next six weeks, that coupon code will work for you guys. Mary Ellen, I so appreciate you bringing this to people's attention, not just the issue, but the fact that there's resolution. But my goal in life is just to bring those things to light, as I mentioned previously, that people might be uncomfortable talking about, or they think that it's just them. And I just think it's very empowering to get these issues out on the table so we can deal with them. Yeah, thank you. It's amazing. And it's always nice to talk to other women who are, who are open and, and willing to talk about this kind of stuff. All right, guys, so I'm going to link Yarlap in the show notes, of course, I'll share some instructions on Kegel exercises. Mary Ellen, is there anything else that my listeners need to know? Just remember that strong is sexy. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself. All right, Mary Ellen, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ella. It was so nice to talk to you. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.